Also here is Rhys Haldane. Rhys, how are you? Fuck's sake, I was just talking then. I didn't, I didn't even know that I was on mute, so we'll go again. <laughs> I'm absolutely raging. That penalty decision in the Kelly games top, cost us top spot. But no, nah, I'm joking. Wasn't to be back on the pod. It's good to have you back. And rounding off our panel this week is David Forrest. David, how are you? This is going great. You're right. <laughs> David, you're on mute. <laughs> going to be a cracker of an episode. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. And welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw, a weekly podcast covering all things Partick Thistle. Joining me this week to look back on our opening day win over Queen of the South are Rhys Aldane. Rhys, how are you? I am absolutely fuming and that penalty decision in the Kelly game just cost us top spot. But now nah, I'm only joking, I'm delighted to be back on the pod. Yep, good to have you back. Jamie McDonald's here. Jamie, how are you? I'm great. Obviously, great to get an opening day win, first one since 2016, so yeah. Fantastic. It sure is. And rounding off our panel this week, if he has fixed his mic, is David Forrest. Hello. Um, it's great to be back in the cut and thrust of league football. Um, what a way to start. Sure was, sure was. We'll start right at the start when the team news was announced. It looked on paper like we were going to go for a slightly different shape and that's how it turned out. We played a five at the back with three in midfield and two up front. Reese, when that team sheet was announced, how did you feel? Well, I say it quite a lot. I always feel as if Fissel try their best to like suck any like excitement out of you before kickoff. And when you see the team and you've got no wood for it, you, you kind of have doubts. But we, kept, we matched up with the South. Pretty defensive for a, the season opener on that, but obviously it ended up working out in the end and it was okay. But especially when our, our, our fullbacks are like Foster and McKenna and they don't really bomb forward as much as you'd like anymore and it's weird actually we'll obviously touch on it soon but like yeah soon McKenna's a lot better at defending than going forward whereas at the weekend like Willie Gibson was giving him a torrid time at defence but McKenna was involved in if you include Turner's goal he was involved in three goals I mean he had his header that was unlucky not to score and then assisted Turner's disallowed goal and then assisted Tiff's goal so maybe he's been improving his forward play but I would have liked to have seen Tiff start, but obviously coming off the bench, having Cammy Smith, it gives you legs and gives you a bit of excitement to change things up. So, oh no, it's good to have various ideas and various options you can choose from your squad. Absolutely. I think there may have been a question mark about Tiffany's fitness and maybe um, that's why we saw the change of shape, just because we didn't have enough available fit wingers. But obviously Tiffany came off the bench to great effect. Jamie, do you have any more thoughts on the team news? Uh, yeah, I agree with Reese. It wasn't the most exciting team when it got announced. 
though they were playing five at the back and the opening day at home seemed a little bit negative. I don't think the fullbacks have enough pace. I mean, I, I know we'll go on to it a bit later about additions that we need, but I'm not trying to slag off McKenna, but I just don't think he's fast enough for playing it as a wing-back. That's just me personally. I just don't... I think he's good at centre-half, but just as a wing-back, I just think he's just too slow. But the, the team was all right. It's the one to line up with. Shame not to see Tiff start. I was going to maybe hoping to see Cammy Smith as well, but we don't have that right winger right now to maybe allow Tiff to come in as a left winger. We'd maybe have to shove Smith out on the right. I'm not sure. But we at least had two up top, which definitely worked in our favour, rather than Graham linking up well, as per usual. So, yeah, I thought the team was a decent enough one to start off. We've got a strong squad. McCall's probably got a selection headache every week when it comes to the forward areas and midfield. So it's a problem you want to have. David, any thoughts on the team? Yeah, but it was quite depressing when you looked at it like quarter past two and you again you were playing five at the back um, in your home game to open the season. It just kind of felt like we were, I think a lot of people expected us to make a statement or put a marker down or let our squad of we'd we'd played quite attacking football and went for teams and then they'd be playing five at the back was a bit disappointing. And I think it's certainly when Queen of South scored to make it 1-0, I think everyone was kind of like, oh, the fuck's going on here, man? We're playing this negative formation and we're still 1-0 down or whatever. But, yeah, obviously with Tiff's um, fitness, it, it was kind of, I think it was more of an enforced thing than McCall trying to make that his shape, so to speak. It, it worked out for us in the end. But, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't lie, it was a bit of a lead balloon when I looked at it uh, at quarter past two and seen his playing five at the back with no width. I think that's the only thing for me. I'm not anti-five at the back or three at the back, however you want to play it. I think it's just when you've got Ricky Foster and Kieran McKenna as your wing-backs, I think you're looking at that and you're thinking, that's a bit concerning, where's the where's the creativity coming from? And I know, Rhys, you mentioned McKenna did have a creative game, but... On the whole, I don't think him and Foster are the most, you know, exciting wing backs we could possibly have. And I think long term, if we want to persevere with that um, shape, we might need to look at reinforcements in that area. But we will go on to running through the whole team. We'll just talk about the game in general before we dive into some more specific points. Jamie, I'll come to you first. What did you make of the performance on Saturday? I thought we maybe started a little bit slow in areas, but we definitely went into the game going forward. I think. It's been the same theme in all of our games. We've looked pretty exciting going forward. It's clear that we've got goals on this side and we're going to score a lot this season. Uh, we've got players like Brian Graham, who's going to be hoping to probably be up there for one of the top scorers in the league this season. Not sure if he'll be the top scorer, but he definitely will want to be up there. Zach Run's another name you'd want up there. You know, Tiff when he came off the bench. Smith as well. We've got a lot of creative Turner. We've got a lot of creative players in this team who will be good for us going forward. But defensively, I thought we looked a little bit sus. I thought Holt was good in at the back. I like him as a centre back more than I do as a full back. But Mayo was or Mayo, however you want to say it, was um, once again solid defensively. Maybe it took a little bit to grow into the game, maybe like five ten minutes. But again, I thought he was good defensively. But we do look we look so slow at the back. It's just a thing that I'm really concerned about is how easily we're getting beaten for pace at the back Foster, Bell, McKenna I just don't think any of them really have the pace to deal with you know, a, a fast attack which Queen and the South they, they, you know, they went the quickest attack out but they definitely had some pace in there you know, um, Gibson was quite quick down the left Ali Roy does have a bit of a turn of pace about him so we didn't deal with that at the best of times so I think playing those three together might not always work because it's just such a slow defence so that's an area we really need to address but that's what I think David? Yeah, I think yeah, I have to agree. We, we definitely look at a team with goals in us, which 
we've, we've went quite a few seasons where we, we haven't had goals in us. I mean, even like the League One season where we won the title last year, the first cut, there was just several games at the start of the year where we just weren't spurning chances or teams we probably should have beat more comfortably and we were really, really making it hard for ourselves. I don't think goals is necessarily going to be an issue if you know, we have Graham and Rudden firing on all cylinders. I, I do think we, we will be the entertainment team of the league and that we will we will score lots of goals and probably concede quite a lot of goals as well. But all in all, I think it will be a case of we're, we feel more likely to score more goals than we do to concede them at the moment, which is always something that you want. The performance itself, I mean, to be fair, I spent about 20 minutes thinking we were 3-1 up because I didn't realise it was it was offside. I think I went, went to the toilet or something after the goal, immediately got up and then went or turned around and just not noticed that um, it was offside for about a good 20 minutes until I looked on Twitter when he scored equalised and it was 2 each. I was like, the hell no, we've been 3-1 up for like ages and it turns out it wasn't. I would have been far more nervy um, if I'd realised it had been chalked offside. But um, it's one of those things where it's like you're playing three or five at the back um, to kind of compensate for the fact that you know maybe we don't have as much space as we need up the, at the back. But I, I thought we I thought we'd done quite well. Um, the defence is a bit shaky, but even then, like as strange as it sounds, the moment with Snedden where he, he, they get really caught out and they got their pants uh, pulled down by Queen of the South, they still saved it. Whereas I think in years gone by, we would have conceded that goal. I think Snedden done really well to make sure that we didn't concede that goal. And yeah, so it, it gives me a little bit of confidence in that even at our worst defensive moments, we, we weren't leaking goals. And I think that is going to be quite good. And I think we've got the presence where we'll, we'll, we'll score quite a lot of goals. And I think, yeah, it, it's confident. And it also it's great to get, get up Neil Doncaster and boo him and beat the team that we were saved for relegation. Um, by the, the, the COVID shutdown. So yeah, all in all, a very good day and it was a great atmosphere. Probably the best atmosphere I've seen at a Fissile game since going back. Oh, definitely by a mile, absolutely. Um, Rhys, what about you? What were your thoughts? I, I didn't think we were great, to be honest. We'd, we had good spells throughout the game and took our goals nicely. But as has already been mentioned, we looked a bit shaky at the back. Kind of lack a bit of pace in defence, which has been noticeable for a few weeks. But Obviously, it's hard to tell after match day one, but I think Queen of the South could be it could either go two ways really. They could have a really good season or they could bomb it, but because they've they've like they've brought in a lot of young guys who've got a bit of potential. They've signed the likes of Rory Payton and DT at the back and just young boys from like League One and League Two, like even your Harry Cocker and stuff. And it's a risk. It could go like they could end up having a really good season. So I don't think they'll be as bad as they were last season. And I really think we could make a good season out of ourselves with that performance. It's always good to score a late goal. Obviously, Tiff coming off the bench, and I'm, I'm happy to see him back amongst the goals because a couple of murmurs and rumblings that oh, he doesn't look up to it this season, he's he's off the ball, he's not fitting that. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, it's early doors, and just ha- happy for him to get off the mark again. Obviously, big Brian Graham, six goals before we even even entered into August, so he's looking at a 20-goal season. Absolutely. I think Tiffany's problem in the early, especially the early friendlies, was he was being marked out of the games. He was being double and triple marked, and it was more the opponent shutting him down rather than him being, I don't know, unfit or not interested or anything like that. I think that the other teams were doing a job in him, and you saw the sort of space Foster and Murray had on the other side as a result of that. Um, I don't really have any 
any disagreements with anything any of you guys have said. I thought it was a really entertaining game for the first game back. Um, to be honest, I don't think it's going to be sustainable to play like that and win most games. Um, I think we were maybe slightly lucky that we played a team who are probably going to be in the bottom half of the division. I don't think that's a real shock to say something like that about Queen of the South. I don't think they'll be pushing for the promotion places and I think if we played a slightly better team, we might have got caught out. We might not have scored a winner. We might have conceded uh, a late winner at the other end. Um, but I thought there were plenty of encouraging signs. I thought Rudden and Graham linked up excellently. I want to talk about Rudden and Graham, actually. I know we're going to run through the whole team. Um, they reminded me a little bit on Saturday, a bit like Doolin and Erskine. Not in the way they play. But Rudden's got that sort of thing where he's really ungainly. He's very frustrating in what he does, but he's also very effective. And Graham's got that handy knack of just always being in the right place at the right time and getting on the end of Rudden's balls. What did you make of their performance? Uh, Jamie, I'll come to you on that one. No, I agree with you about the relationship they have. It's similar to Dylan and Erskine. Because like Rudden is kind of like Erskine, the way he moves a bit. He moves a bit awkwardly and he uses his kind of tall... Not lanky, but you know he, he's tall, tall frame to shield the ball well and kind of get himself out of situations where he can kind of just skip past players by using his body well. He's good at it. And Graham, like you said, he's in the right place at the right time a lot of the time. But he does carve out chances himself as well. He likes getting involved with the passing and he's got a good first touch. I mean, Dylan had that. So I get what you mean about the relationship. But them having a good relationship up front is going to be key for us this season, I think, because McCall was mentioned multiple times about you know, how he sees himself playing two strikers and them, them having that relationship is going to be huge for us. If he's going to keep playing two strikers and it's very likely going to be Rudden and Graham, then they could easily get, as Reese said, Graham probably aiming for a 20-goal season. It wouldn't surprise me if he was, or at least 15 or something like that. He'll want to get something like that when it comes to a target. And those two could be, or will be, our main supply of goals with other people like Teff chipping in, maybe Turner and a few other players. But their relationship is going to be massive for us this season, I think. I was going to say about Graham, I've rarely seen a player love it so much here. Like, obviously, players like you, you, you we don't have uh, many, if any, players who are Thistle fans who play for the badge because they love the club. We don't necessarily have that. It is, at the end of the day, a profession and a job for them. And people warm to the club and you know they, they love it and stuff like that. Bannigan, for example, is a very great example of someone who's just completely assimilated into the club and it's just really in the fabric of the club but every time Graham scores in front of the fans he's he, he fucking loves it and he's going away and he's celebrating and he's really over animated like he jumped a barrier to be like near, nearer the fans and stuff like that on Saturday and every time he scores he just looks like he's he's scored a winner in the Champions League final in front of the fans he absolutely loves it and you can see that he gives everything for us and I think he's just you get players who love the club, you get players who play really, really well, but I don't know, just every time I see Graham and he scores, it makes you feel more G'd up, it makes you even more just in love with him and the club, because it just, it means so much to him, and like, I don't think you can fake that sort of thing, it's not one of those things where you can, you know, uh, you know, clap the fans off at the end and make yourself look like a good club man, he, he is absolutely fucking loving it. And it's it's great to see it. It really makes you feel every time he scores a goal, you roar like he roars because it's just you just get so swept up in it, and it's great. I love it. 
you know the, the, the good thing about that is like you expect that from a young boy making his debut, scoring his first goal. Brian Graham's 30, almost 34. Probably, I think he's got like 150 career goals and he celebrates every one like it's his first. And it just loves it. And touching on Rudden as well, like Rudden and Graham, they're basically like the, the same kind of player, you know what I mean? Goal scoring, centre forward. But like Rudden's kind of given it up at the minute because we've not got any wide players on the park at the weekend. So like, he was having to like go out wide and put in a lot of a lot of hard work, gives a lot of energy up, just chasing balls down the channel. Obviously, what you've seen with his two assists. So it's good that like, like he's not really throwing like chucking the toys at the pram in it because he's having to do all the dirty work. But so it's a good thing to see from a, a young forward like Rudden. I absolutely. I thought Rudden was really good on Saturday. I think just just quickly coming back to Brian Graham. I don't know what you guys think, but I think out with Bannigan, he's my favourite player since Dylan. Yeah, I'd say that he's absolutely skyrocketed. I I can't think of a player who again I've fallen in love with so much at the club. He's he's amazing. He's great. Yeah. I know I know Graham had that wee shaky period where he was he had like broken ribs for six weeks and he had a month long concussion that almost cost him his career and that and he was playing for all that. And you look back to the, the tweets that people are saying that he's one of the worst strikers we've ever had. I just can't believe that. No, I do I do love that he stands up for himself with it as well. Like on Twitter, somebody goes, Brian Graham's pure shite. And he's like, no, I'm no, I'm fucking banging him in. <laughs> it's, it's great. I, I, love a, I love a guy who's he's clearly so self-confident in himself and knows that what he does for the club and what the club does for him. And yeah, it's I, I don't get how you can think that Brian Graham's crap for us. I just don't get it. No, great. I agree that Graham, I think, he's hard been said, he's fallen in love with the club. He just... I think he wants to retire here. I mean, look, he's involved in the women's team. He's the manager of that. He clearly has a good relationship with the fans. He's one of the best players we've had here since, you know, we've gone on our kind of spiral down, but obviously we're on the way back up now. But apart from maybe like Scott McDonald outside of, he's one of the best strikers, if not if not the best signing we've made recently, given the contribution levels. I mean, he got 11 goals in the league last season in a shortened season. You know, he would have probably got 20 if it had been a full league one season. It would not surprise me if he had gotten that. And even though he had that shaky spell that Reese mentioned, he's come back from it and he's just really looking to, you know, get his name in the club history books by getting a lot of goals and just being such an important player. And I can see him if, when he does retire, if he wants maybe like, as he's already the manager of the women's team, maybe become involved in the men's team as well, get or maybe the reserves or something. He just seems to absolutely love this club and yeah, the fans love him back and he's just a great player to have at times. I just wish he was a couple of years younger. I honestly could see him staying. I, I, obviously, he is quite old, but I would not be surprised if he's here for another two or three years like, and, and just keeps going. As you say, I think he wants to retire here, but like in the form that he's on at the moment, there's no reason why he can't keep going for a couple of years and kind of beat the clock for another few years. I wish he was like 28, 29. He'd be here for ages. He would, be, he would get to... I think if he was in his mid-20s or whatever and putting in this sort of performance, he would be close... To getting to that sort of that sort of Dylan Erskine level of just being such a figure in the club and being such a long state long standing person, but um, yeah, it's great. See, the thing with Graham is as well, he plays. I know we're kind of banging on about Graham a bit, but like he plays every minute of nearly every game, and he's thirty three and he's putting in good performances every game. And you're thinking, as you said, he could play another three years, four years. But you don't know that like he could maybe play until he's like Kenny Miller's age, and but like. The thing with Dolan is Dolan was absolutely brilliant for us, but he, he burnt out relatively young. Do you know what I mean? Like what was he? he was like thirty three, and his time was up at us. 
and now he's like bouncing around the clubs and Brian Brian Graham's a similar age to him now and he's still doing it for us. Yep, just just come back to what David said about um, could Graham get to the Dolman Erskine level? He's obviously not at that at the moment, and I know this is a long way off and pure hope and speculation. But if we if we went back to back and Graham scored twenty goals, probably would be at that level. He'd be absolutely adored. First game I agree, yeah. Back to back, only three points. Jamie, two hours ago we were top of the league, right? Back to back is is well in the conversation here. Graham, I think he could reach that level of being a real hero in the club because if we did do something like if we got promoted in the next couple of years, be it this season through the playoffs, if I think we're going to finish in the playoffs, or, uh, or be it next season or the season after, or whatever, and Graham was one of the main reasons we went up and then if we stayed up in the Premiership, obviously this is a very long-term view over the next like four years, if that is what he stayed for, or something like that, or even five. You never know how long someone's going to have the fitness in their legs to be able to play on. But if he was a player that helped us go up and then helped us stay up or something, then he really would have written his name into the club's history. And he'd be really well remembered. I don't see why he wouldn't be, because by that point, he'd have spent about seven and a half years or something like that at the club. So he'd have been a real servant and people people would remember him really fondly. So he's definitely got he's definitely a player with that potential to write himself in as a as a festival legend. Yeah. We'll we'll move on before we, we dream of him scoring goals in Champions League finals or maybe putting a wee bit too much pressure on him. But aye, some boy. We're enjoying him. We're enjoying him in the now. Um what I've done, I've split the starting eleven into three groups from Saturday. So I've split it into players that I thought played really well and I've got no concerns about for the rest of the season. Players that I think didn't have their best game, but I'm still pretty confident in for the rest of the season, and players that I'm worried about. So what I'm just going to do is run through the three groups, and if you have any objections, shout out and jump in, and then at the end we can have a discussion about anyone you want to have a discussion about, right? So in the the good bracket, played well, solid, no concerns about them for the rest of the season. I had Graham and Rudden, obviously. The midfield three are Bannigan, Docker and Turner, and I had Lewis Mayo. So that was my six. I thought were really good, best six players in the park for us, and I think they'll be absolutely fine for the rest of the season. I have three players in as um, not their best, OK-ish, but I'm absolutely confident with. I had um, Stephen Bell in there. I thought he had a couple of dodgy moments, and he maybe is looking a little bit slow at this level, but I think Overall, he's going to be fine. Um, I don't expect him to play every game. Um, I also had Kevin Holt in there. Um, again, I think he was fine. He had a few great tackles, but again, he had a few dodgy moments. But overall, at centre-back, I think he's going to be absolutely fine. Um, I also had Jamie Snedden in there. I thought, in my seat for the first goal, I thought he was maybe at fault. And I know there were, I think, Docker and McKenna had really poor moments down the right in the build-up to the goal. I thought he was at fault. I watched it back today. And I slowed it right down. And when you slow it right down, you can see that Lewis Mayo's head is right in Jamie Snedden's eye line. And Jamie Snedden first gets sight of the ball when it is about eight yards out. And I think that's what makes him panic and goes with one hand rather than the two. And I think if he went with two hands, he'd be able to push it away. But I think he didn't have sight of the ball. And that's why he almost flapped at it. And I think he'll probably think he should have done better with it. But I don't think it's a, it was a a bad mistake or anything and overall I'm quite confident in the goalkeeping situation going forward the players I've got in the worry column perhaps a bit unfairly Kieran McKenna but I have said at right wing back only if we persevere with him at wing back I'm a bit concerned if he was to slot in at centre half I'd be fine with him 
I didn't think he had his best day on um, Saturday and he did, didn't defend the first goal very well and also Ricky Forster don't think he had his best game and it's maybe both of them are in there just because they were at wing back and they didn't look great but they're the two players that I'm slightly concerned about and would maybe like to see us dip into the transfer market to bolster those positions. I'll open it up to you guys. What do you think about any individual performances or anything I've said there? I think the Snedden one, you, you raise a very good point. I don't necessarily think Snedden made a huge blunder with that goal. You you When you watch the goal, you can see that he's kind of eyeing it out. He, he's watching the players and he, you can see that he's he's waiting for a shot in. So it's not like he was totally like looking the other way or whatever, and they hit the ground. He went, "Oh fuck, whatever." He was he was ready, waiting for it. And I think you're I think you're right about the line of sight, um, stuff like putting him off because he was watching the men and he was watching the ball and keeping and he looked ready to make a save, like 10, 10 15 seconds before it actually happened. Um, I, I I don't I don't really have any concerns about Snedden. I thought he's he's really made made a good account of himself. In the friendlies in the League Cup and in this, there was a shaky moment or two, but I don't know. I, I would be I would be relatively confident in having Snedden in there. I don't I don't necessarily see many concerns. I let's put it this way: he's he's an improvement over Scott Fox. Um, we went an entire season with Scott Fox in, in goals, an absolute bomb scare. So Jamie Snedden is good, is good nothing on that, and I, I think we'll, we'll be absolutely fine with him. See, just touching on Snedden there as well, like, uh, Snedden's never been one that really fills me with confidence, but I do like him at the same time. I'm always willing to give him a chance. Personally, I would have started Stone, because I thought in the Cup games, I, I felt pretty confident in Stone. I thought that he came and collected every cross, so my preference would have been to start Stone. But when you see Snedden, give him a full backing, and I hope he has a great game. He's starting the season as a keeper, and then... Obviously, the goal he's touched on. Personally, from the, the north stand, I thought he should have done better. I thought it was one of the ones. It looks like it was hit with a lot, of, a lot of force and a lot of pace. But having seen it back as well, I still I still do think he maybe could have done better. But obviously, maybe unsighted or whatever. Um, do, do, you, do you change him just now? Do you bring Stone in? I don't know. You probably just play him. You probably give him Dunfermline game. As for the rest, yeah, I probably agree, Matt. Uh, fullbacks, we definitely need a change if we're going to be playing with wingbacks. I can see us getting two fullbacks in in the next week or two. Maybe one either side. To, a wingback even, sorry. Um, as for the rest of the squad, yeah, I thought Mayo was good as well. Like, see the way he carries the ball out from defence. Obviously get that from years of being coached at Rangers. There's technical ability, just the way he drives the ball. Obviously he can play in midfield and right back. He, he just really good with the ball. And it was that instance near the end of the second half. I think he beat like three men. He was just dribbling and dribbling with it. And I think he, he kind of screwed his pass at the end. But nah, I really, really like Lewis Mayo and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him in a Thistle jersey. When I was watching Mayo on Saturday, I completely agree. And this is perhaps unfair on Tam Aware, but I think he's everything we wanted Tam Aware to be. He's quick, he's physically imposing. And as you say, He's the only centre-back we've got at the moment who can confidently bring the ball out, beat a man and then play a positive pass into the midfield or forwards. He's, he's really assured on the ball. And he did. I think he did look a wee bit nervous the first five, ten minutes, I think, as I think it was Jamie said earlier. But he really grew into the game and I think he was the, the best member of the back five on Saturday. Jamie, what are your thoughts on if you want to dive into any individual performances? 
Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought, like, it's already been covered about Snedden, but I thought he maybe could have done a little bit better. I have watched it back as well. I think part of it, as you said, the line of sight, I also just don't think he was expecting Gibson to shoot from there. So I think maybe he was a little bit caught out, a bit surprised. He kind of looks like he sort of slaps at the ball. It's a really strange moment, but I want us to persist with Snedden. I definitely think he should be given Dunfermline next week when we won the game. He didn't end up costing the game or anything, so I think he should be given another week. Uh, I definitely am not adverse to us playing Stone in some games. As, you know, he seems to be a very highly rated keeper, Stone, so I'd like to see some more of him. But I think Sten should be given the next game. Other performances, I've already mentioned it. McKenna, I'm not trying to go in on McKenna or anything and say that he was atrocious. He wasn't, but I just do not think he's got the pace to play as a wing-back. I'd much rather see him in at centre-back. I wouldn't be... It definitely would be a bad thing playing McKenna at centre-back in some games this season. Pairing him alongside uh, Mayo. I know it's two relatively young centre-backs playing together. Maybe lack a bit of experience in there, but I wouldn't, don't think that's a bad thing. Or if we were going to play a back five again, a back... You know, the three centre-backs being McKenna, Holt and Mayo, I think would be quite good. I think we definitely do need to get in a right-sided full-back. We don't really have that right now. If we're planning on playing Foster left-back and playing Holt and centre-back, we're going to really need to get in a right-sided full-back. And I think we need a right-winger as well, because pace-wise, we're sort of lacking that. Apart from Tiffany, I think we rely on him. You know, I think we rely on Tiff a lot when it comes to pace, and we could definitely use someone on the right. I don't think Conor Murray is actually a bad player when it comes to right wing, but I see him getting played for the middle maybe sometimes this season, but we have to wait and see. But uh, other players that have been mentioned, Mayo, like we said earlier, I think Mayo's a great player. I'm so glad we got him back in. I think he's going to be huge for us this season. He's one of the best centre-halves in this league, and I'm really glad we've managed to get him in. I didn't think the signing was going to happen when, at first, when you know, the name was kind of batted about. I thought it was more hopeful, but he looks to be a fantastic player. But, yeah, I wouldn't really say anything else. I disagree on anything that anyone's mentioned so far. So, yeah, I'll be happy with the team. I think I just quickly mentioned I'd like to see us strengthen at fullback. And, uh, Jamie, you specified you'd like to see a right-hand side fullback. David or Reese, do you think we need any more additions in any other positions other than fullback? Um, somebody in the right wing would definitely uh, be very very handy again we mentioned about Tiffany being marked at a games previously and while that wasn't necessarily the case this time I think it's a very valuable strategy for teams against us and I do think we need somebody to kind of divert the attention away from Tiffany a bit and give him a bit more creative freedom I, I do think that we, we need uh, wing backs or full backs or, or whatever to kind of bolster at the back but apart from that and a right wing others we're kind of good in a lot of places so I was just going to say, I'm going to put you on the spot here and say, does anyone have any names? Yes, I do have names, but I'm scared to say them because I know the Dunfermline scouts are probably fucking listening. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just echo what David said. Wingers and fullbacks we need. Obviously, I'm the type of guy that loves a signing, so I'd take two wingers, two fullbacks every day of the week. But in reality, we're going to get, I think we'll definitely get a winger in. We're crying out for one and a fullback from either side. Right back or left back. Uh, in terms of names, just the ones that have been mentioned, really, your Jake Hasties, Declan McDades. But whether or not either any of these will happen, I just don't know. And you're probably looking at a, when it comes to wing backs, you're probably looking at a guy from Rangers or Celtic on loan or something at this stage because I've no, I can't, I can't really think of them do, unless you're going to go down the, the non-league England route. But don't really know. Tony Andrea. No, I'm kidding. But I think we should. Uh, Jake Hasties is a name that's been batted about a lot. Um, I definitely take him if we're if we're, if we're getting him. Dunfermline aren't getting in there. 
that kind of promise again, like Reese said, McDade, I've seen that name mentioned as well. Could be either of these players coming in, but we'll have to wait and see. I don't think there's any names that really spring to mind. There's any free agents that are flowing about right now, really good in the right wing that I can think of. But no, I think the problem with Celtic loanies at the moment is half the guys you'd be looking to get one from Celtic are playing or in the first team squad at the moment. They're so short in numbers, so they're probably going to come from from Rangers, you'd think. And- it's a weird one with the Rangers and Celtic loans this year because you don't really know whether they'd rather keep guys playing for the Celtic Bs, Ranger Bs in the loan league because one boy that I think is going to be class for Celtic is that one Moffat. Like, remember in the Glasgow Cup last year he scored a hat-trick against us at Hill. I know we had a young side out that day as well, but he looks a real player. And then kind of a goal during the week that's kind of went semi-viral. I don't know if you've seen it when he cut in from the left and lobbed the keeper from about 30 yards. That was an absolute screamer. I'd love to take him on one. Yep, good shout. Um, we'll move on to listener questions. We had a couple of listener questions, and the first one I'm going to bat away straight away, Ross Alexander, um, got in touch to ask about another potential ghost goal, and uh, my seat was right in line with this in the Jackie Osmond stand with the David You thought it was 3-1, and the linesman sort of started running back to halfway. That was the clearest offside I've ever seen, and I can't believe the linesman needed persuade, persuasion to give it. I think McKenna, as you said earlier, Reece was literally standing on the goal line behind the goalkeeper when he kept the ball in and when the ball ricocheted to him and the ball ended up going back to Turner to put it in. And I, I, I can't believe there was even a, a debate about that. The flag should have been up straight away. VBL has also got in touch. And I should have probably asked this earlier when we were talking about him. But he's asked, what striker from Thistle's past would you pair with Brian Graham? So I'll open that up. I'd say Scott McDonald because he's such an intelligent player and you know he was so good at reading the game. I think he worked really well with Ryan Graham. I think he'd be a player that they just sit well together. They were both focal players as well. And just going back in that ghost goal thing, I watched the interview with uh, Willie Gibson, the one with McCall uh, Cosmo Fanny in it. <laughs> I watched that and he claimed that the reason the linesman didn't give it at first, or he gave the goal, he didn't give the offside, is because he thought that it was a Queen of the South player that headed the ball to McKenna or something like that, or he thought it was a Queen of the South player headed it back across, and that's the reason it wasn't given at first, but the referee didn't think that. So I don't know why the referee didn't instantly disallow it. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure why, but uh, Scottish referees for you. Touching on the referee, did you see that Albion Rovers game, the referee, the linesman or something got injured? And they had to play with no linesmen on the near side for the whole second half. Can you imagine that? I saw that. that. I, saw um, that I was in the And uh, was it Gary Naismith said, no, we don't want a, one of their substitutes running the line. We'd rather have no linesmen, even right. when there was a volunteer. Um, Reese oh. or David, any thoughts on uh, fantasy strike partners for Brian Graham? I am, well, I actually spent quite a bit of the game uh, fantasising about the obvious one, which is Graham and Dolan up with each other, which would just have been fantastic. But I decided to go for a wee bit of a different route with this one. And instead of pairing him up with another amazing player, pairing him with a player that wasn't amazing that I feel Graham would have got more out of. Oh, um, well, possibly. I've, I've touted this theory on the pod before. Adi Aziz. Oh, right? no. Like, I've always touted the theory that we just needed to have a guy who marked Adi Aziz 
and stayed onside behind him so that when Adiasis burst through the defence, he could just pass it back to a guy who could score. Brian Graham is that man where he's just always there. And a man that you need with Adiasis. But Graham and Aziz would have been fantastic. I, I, Aziz, Aziz is really good at everything apart from scoring. And Graham's really good at scoring and can be in the positions to score. I, I would go Aziz and Graham would have been fantastic. Yeah. Mate, I um, still say as Adi Aziz was like did there Drogba but couldn't finish because he had absolutely everything to his game. If he could score goals, he'd be playing in English English Premier League. I'm right on board that bandwagon for two reasons. One, Aziz would do all the Graham's running and would get two or three more years out of Graham. And two, um, Brian Graham's reactions to Adi Aziz missing easy chances that he set up for him would be hilarious. He'd be absolutely rash. So for those two reasons. <laughs> I, I want um, Adi Aziz re-signed to play with Brian Graham. I'd Reece say any advance. <laughs> a, a player I always bang on about is Liam Buchanan. I, I loved Buchanan at Fissel and I think like he would have went right to the very top if he didn't have a few injuries and bad luck here and there. But I, the old big man, little man, strike force, I think that would have worked really well with Buchanan and Graham. Just Graham knocking balls down to Buchanan. Buchanan do the running for him. And two really good finishers. They could score goals by the barrel load. I think that would have been a good partnership. Absolutely. All great partnerships. Hopefully we'll see them in somebody's testimonial one day. We'll move on to look ahead to Saturday's game, which is away to East End Park. Unfortunately, at the moment, it doesn't look like any Thistle fans will be able to attend. But we'll still talk about it. Um, Jamie, I'll come to you first. What do you want to see from the starting the starting eleven and the sort of shape of the team on Saturday? Uh, this depends if we sign someone, but uh, by then, I'd quite like to see four at the back and let's go with wingers, but it depends if we have the personnel to do so, because if we don't have a right wing, I mean, there's always, we could always play Conor Murray on the right, to be fair, but I thought he actually looked all right in the in the cup games, I thought he looked okay against them firmly, and I didn't think he looked too bad, but um, yeah, you know what, I'll go for it, I'd say a back four, and I want Holt and Mayo playing a centre-back with uh, Foster at left-back. And I'll, I'll keep him there for one game. McKenna at right-back, unless we signed unless we signed another right-back by then. But McKenna at right-back, keeps Nedden in goals. Now, see, this is where you struggle to pick players because we've got such a selection headache. Wouldn't want to be McCall. Stick with Brian Graham and Zach Rudden up top. I want to see Tiff on from the start. I mean, Banning's got to be in there. I don't think Doc had his best game against Green the South, but... I mean, you know, Doc always seems to play under McCall as much as, you know, he is a really good player, so I'm not complaining that he plays, but Turner's got to start, so I'll say Bannigan and Turner, Tiff on the left, uh, Murray on the right, and Graham and Rudden up top. If I've missed anyone, obvious, then tell me, but I'll go with that. Oops, very attacking. I, I think Turner could maybe do a, a job on a sort of right-hand side of a four, but I think it would rely on a lot of overlapping from a fullback, which maybe we don't have at the moment. Um, Reese, do you have any any more alterations to Jamie's team, and what would be a good result on Saturday? I actually quite like the sound of Jamie's team. I, I like to see some attacking football get played, so I'd probably start the likes of Tiff. You'd probably just go with a the back. I know you probably want to like show it up a wee bit after the kind of doing it. Dunfermline gave us it for how the other week. But I, in terms of the actual game, like, I think that's a good thing. We've got a chance to bounce back against them early dose. And the fact that we did kind of get that wee bit of a fresh and maybe a bit of a wake-up call, see if we didn't get that. And we went into this season thinking, oh, the momentum will just carry us on. Like, 
we'd still be playing Tam aware at the back if that didn't happen. So I think it's a good chance to reevaluate and see how, how we've moved on, how we've progressed, bringing in Mayo. Hopefully, as we mentioned, hopefully have a winger in by that time, maybe even a fullback, and we could look like a whole different team. So I'm looking forward to the game. It's, uh, that, this is a chance to put down a marker because if we win this game now, then you can actually start thinking, right, we can, have, we can have a real good go at this this season now. But then if we get another 4-2 type of scoreline, you're thinking middle of the road. So we need to just wait and find out. David, you're the eternal optimist in the pod. Would you take a point? Um, I, I probably would, to be fair. I think that, in all honesty, like I, I don't see us having the sort of same game as we did in the League Cup. As we said, it's, it was very much a wake-up call. Um, that game where it really exposes at the back and there will be a little bit of Dunfermline who will be like oh, we'll, just, we'll just lob them again and just get behind them and they won't be able to do anything I don't think that's necessarily going to happen this time the four really flattered them the last time they weren't that good we were really good in the first 25 minutes so there's a lot of positives that you can take out of it um, to be fair I think it will be a different game but I, I do see Dunfermline especially because Dunfermline have had a number over the last like, six weeks in terms of literally anything. It would be nice to uh, to beat them, but I think it's going to be Dunfermline are going to be strong contenders of the title. I'd probably be more scared of them than I would Kilmarnock based on Kilmarnock's game tonight. So I, I'd, I probably would take a point bearing in mind that we are always atrocious at East End Park. We actually haven't really spoken about what our hopes are and expectations are for the league. We did a preview maybe about a month ago now before the League Cup, and obviously a lot's changed. I'm going to just come around quickly and ask you for all for one-word answers. Two questions. Prediction for the, the Fairman game on Saturday and a prediction for the final league finish. So, David, I'll start with you first. A scoreline and a league, a league position. Three and second. Two-one. Thistle and fourth. Going to go 2-1 Jags. Definitely goals in that game. As for the league, I'm going to stick with the same that I said on the pod. I think we'll come top two. But I really don't think Kilmarnock are great shakes. I'm not saying I think we'll win the league, but I think we'll be top two. Whoever else is going to be up there with us remains to be seen. I think I'm going to go 1-1 on Saturday and second as well. We'll move on to Partridge Thistle this week. As it's the Olympics, I'm going to ask you if you could have one Partick Thistle player, past or present, competing at the Olympics, who would it be and what event would they be competing in? Jamie, I'll come to you first on that one. Adi Aziz, short distance running. That man was too fast for his own good, so he'd get the gold in that. It was just fresh in my mind, the same way Adi Aziz, but I'll struggle in here now. Maybe Isaac Osborne, weightlifting or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. David? Uh, Miles Story in the speed skating because it would be a fucking disaster and it would be great. I'm going to go Scott Fox in the long jump because he would never get any red flags because he would always be behind his line. <laughs> I like that, mate. Well yeah. thought out. <laughs> yeah, I far too much thought was put into that. Anyway, we'll wrap it there for this week. Um, as always, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to look back on hopefully three points, if not um, an unbeaten start to the league season after our trip to Eastern Park. I believe the week after is a free week, so 
Nothing to immediately preview, but I'm sure we'll have plenty of content to keep you entertained. Thank you to Jamie, Reese and David for joining me. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and buy a season ticket.